Um, Marvel said, "All right, now we done with the little witches, gays. It's time for the straight. <laughs> the straights are getting their moment, motherfuckers." Episode, and I'm season. proud to be an American. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Wow, we just lost twenty listeners. Bada bum, bada bum, bada 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 bum, bada bum, bada 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 bum, bada bum, bada 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 bum, bada bum bum, bada bum, bada bum, bada 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 bum, bada bum, bada Hey everyone, welcome back. It's the Marvel What Now podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Peyton. It's been a long two weeks since WandaVision, but Falcon and Winter Soldier finally here. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Did you miss us? No man, I'm, it's it's good to be back. I'm glad we have uh, some more new Marvel content to talk about. Completely uh, change of gears here, and uh, excited to uh, to get to go or get get started here. Oh yeah! So today we're breaking down Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one, New World Order. It's finally here. WandaVision was a fun ride. Now we get this uh, this new type of show. Um, Marvel said, all right, now we done with the little witches gaze. It's time for the straight, <laughs> the straights are getting their moment. Motherfuckers. <laughs> you say that. And yet there was that shot of Bucky in his bedroom or I guess his, his living room, which, uh, yeah, it was probably the most straight scene I'd ever seen. Woo Marvel's child. Face. Couldn't uh, more of that, please. Can we get some more of that? <laughs> Look, I mean, I love my witches in their costumes, but hello, hello. You know, Bucky is my boy. So just seeing him in that capacity was like, also, can I just say for that moment, that was basically me in my studio apartment for four years. So I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> the summer soldier. Just <laughs> always sweating. <laughs> the Chicago soldier. That's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marvel said, "All right, we done with the magic. Now we're back to America kicking ass like we do." <laughs> uh, no, I joke, but you know, I actually uh, I was talking to Ashton that one of the things that excited me about this is that it we're getting something completely different now. It is something that is tonally uh, completely different than than Wandavision, um, and I. I assume that as we continue forward with this, every kind of property is going to look this way, uh, probably particularly the television shows. Um, so uh, it, it excites me that, you know, it, they are really kind of giving a little bit of like a, you know, like a little bit of a buffet for everyone. Everyone gets a little bit of something that kind of tailors more to what they like. I love that. I mean, I absolutely loved WandaVision, but, you know, we watch this show not in a totally different way, but you're right. It is a, a different tone. It takes place like in a, a different world, you know, it's dealing with spies and government collapse and government security. And, and it's just a completely different show, but it still works within the universe that they've built. So they've kind of mastered this, you know, changing of tones from one property to another, but them all feeling, you know, cohesive in this universe that they've set up and they, they pull it off really well. It is. It's a it's a weird balancing act. And it, you know, I've got to say my, my first reaction immediately uh, 
obviously hearing, you know, the, the presence of Steve Rogers is going to loom over this entire season, but particularly, obviously, you know, he's the first person that we hear, you know, in this, in this episode. And I have to say that, you know, the special effects here were pretty crazy. I have to say, I I mean, like I, I, what I mean there is like the movies now have a challenge. I feel like that, the the shows can do things now especially if they can do all this action and stuff that looks the same when there are these giant set pieces i mean the, the rumored budget for the show is you know up in the upwards of the 200 million dollars so it's like a six hour movie that they just split out now so, so if it still has the same production quality i mean really they're they're really i mean i just thought that the first part i was like wow this looks really good yeah i thought the same thing um I had expectations that, you know, the, the CG, CGI would be great, but, uh, you know, I was just really happy that they delivered. And, yeah, I totally agree with the, like, extended TV or extended sort of, like, movie TV show format. Um, this weekend, we also got uh, uh, Zack Schneider's Justice League, which I just finished last night. Uh, took me forever. Um, but... <laughs> You know, talking about TV shows versus movies, I feel like that was, um, I mean, it was a four-hour movie, and it was just really hard to sit through, like, in one one go. Mm -hmm. It it was just really hard to power through. I definitely, I I don't want to go into Justice League too much, but... uh, Don't talk about Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot talk about Justice League on this podcast. (laughs) This is Marvel only. (laughs) But... No, I mean, I, I, yeah, like with it being a very long movie, I think the the TV show format just works better for for storytelling when you've got like that many characters to introduce. It's just hard to balance, you know, the the rhythm of, okay, now we're going to go into like explanation and just long winded dialogue and then, oh, big action piece. Like this Falcon Winter Soldier felt much more you know, diving into the characters, like giving their more backstory. Like I was just as glued into Sam, you know, like trying to figure out how to keep his family business afloat as I was him like fl- fighting airplanes and, and helicopters. Chasing after Batrock. <laughs> Batrock the floater. <laughs> the f- <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool to see him back again you know i mean he was a you know a, a small villain in winter soldier and it's cool when they kind of continue those threads like <clears throat> I, one of the things that i think is the most exciting that they've done now in this episode too is they're really they're really leaning into the blip and they're really now showing how it's affected people, how it's affected the world. They're really giving you kind of these clues at the very beginning when he talks to Rhodey and Rhodey talks about how, you know, the world is crazy and alliances are just up and in and people don't, you know what I mean? They're really showing you that it wasn't just like, okay, now we're just five years later and everything's just okay now. You know what I mean? There really is a lot of consequence to a lot of this. And there's a, there's been a lot of change in the world that we are slowly seeing through the different versions of the shows. Absolutely. And we even got a taste of that with, you know, them talking about Flag Smasher, uh, well, the Flag Smashers, mm-hmm. and, you know, wanting to live in a world without borders, you know, which was, you know, kind of prevalent during, uh, you know, the five year gap. We didn't really see that, but they're alluding to it. And, you know, it makes totally total sense that, you know, during that five year gap, there would be 
sort of a, a collapse in country borders and treaties and everything had to have been up in the air. And so, yeah, even though the blip was this like magical thing and everyone disappeared and came back, you're still dealing with like real world issues of people just trying to like set rules and, and guidelines to live by. And so it's really interesting to see that. And then also these heroes who went through a lot. I mean, Sam was gone for five years and then comes back and they're the heroes and they save the world. And, but like, uh, well, there's still problems like the world keeps spinning and we have to deal with all this shit. Yeah. There's a trauma in re-entering the world too. I mean, we're talking about something that's like unexperienceable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you could really even try to equate this to any kind of thing, but you just have to go like the trauma of being gone. I mean, that, that they're, they do try to humanize it in a lot of ways in this episode and show you like, you know, Sam says, we, we talked about this in our, in our podcast before about how Mar- what Marvel will do is they will give you overall kind of like, here's a here's a, some exposition here but we're trying to put it in a way that is like you know sam says you know i left and now my nephews they're like little dudes now you know i come back and they're like little guys like i, I don't even know who they are anymore so like it 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 in the immediate shows you kind of sam and his relationship to his family and then also it's also that's giving you a clue of like kind of this re-entry into the world and these problems that people on the everyday level are dealing with like Imagine the trauma of losing someone that you love the most and then them coming back. <laughs> like literally they come back. Like what what do you even do there? You know what I mean? Like it, it isn't just it isn't just sunshine rainbows, you know, and it's it's gotta be an adjustment for everyone involved. Yeah, and I mean you we even saw with his sister, like when he comes back, like they're still arguing about things that happened before the five year gap. So like it's it's not just perfect, it's like you know, siblings like, uh, oh, well, I had to stay here and, you know, help out the family while you were off. She says, fighting Dr. Spacecape. Um, <laughs> I love his sister. I, I do love the yeah. how they're introducing the the idea of like heroes that just being this uh, this thing that exists in the universe, you know, like, oh, you're fighting Dr. Spacecape and the banker being like, where do I know you? And he's like, oh falcon like um so superheroes just feel like they're much more uh not accepted but it's just like oh superheroes exist and they're a thing now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they've been a thing for a while and aliens and all this kind of stuff i mean the world has adjusted to all that i mean you know if an alien literally snaps away half the planet who could then be like aliens don't exist (laughs) yeah the entire consciousness of the world would be different you know i had said you know if you really think about the the what would happen in the blip think about what would happen a lot of people we're, we're seeing this you know from hayward and wandavision and then the sister here you, you know and Taurus, and in, in the very beginning you know when walking Taurus, the new character that has been introduced um he he mentions to sam like there, there's several different mentions all over of like you don't know what it was like during these dark times and you know this five-year gap and you know if we try to do at least in my head, I, I try to kind of clothespin what would happen in that situation in that a lot of the major governments of the world would probably become dictatorial, just to be honest with you, just to keep the population in line. Do you know what I'm saying? Until things were kind of rearranged, you know, and then obviously, you know, over time, hopefully that would, it, I guess we see that over those time periods, like it's been kind of loosened back up. And then I guess even more so now that people have come back. But you really have to think like, 
you know, the one of the reasons why we get to the end where America creates that this need for this new Captain America and why they create and has been this is because for the years now, the entire world has been up in arms. And now America, again, in their own way, wants to like kind of do what, of course, do what we fucking do. We're the leaders of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're going to put forward this like, you know, white guy who is, you know, cornball, corny Kansas knockoff of Steve. You know, so I, I'm trying to, tr- I've tried to in my brain kind of track what I thought would happen in the planet and how we are at to where we are now. Do you know what I mean? I think the MCU gives the world a lot of credit for still continuing on with, you know, these, the pessimistic in me is like, okay, well, if the snap happened, like the whole world would collapse, like within a year, they would never make it through. Like (laughs) that's what Ashton said. Ashton was like, I'm kind of with the flag smashers. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I mean, not like right this second, although that's not necessarily un, you know, un, uh, unfeasible, if you will. But he was like, post the blip. Well, hell, no wonder. I mean, wouldn't we want to team up as a as a world? Like, look, there are aliens out there that don't give a shit about our damn stupid little borders. We got to change our way of thinking about how humanity comes together. Like, you know what I mean? Get over all this stupid shit. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're still arguing over like airspace when aliens could just drop in and attack anyone any given moment they'll blow every one of you up who, who they don't care yeah <laughs> fight, fight amongst each other even better for them they're just gonna just fight divide and conquer aliens land and america's like oh sorry they landed in tunisia we we can't go there that's their problem. Uh, it's not our airspace you know which 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 i mean that actually does kind of lean back to the avengers you know the the captain america captain steve making the point of like you know so what if you send us to a place that we don't agree that we should go or what if something's happening and you don't allow us to go and help people that need to help like what is the what is the line there of who decides what is right if you know what i mean like wh- who who would who deserves help from the superpowered people and also like america totally isn't respecting airspace anyway if sam's working with the military it, it just sounds like a you know a loophole or a, a roundabout they're like oh you know don't make noise like get in like make it quick like don't make a scene which you know of course we know it would explosions galore but it's just like okay like what the hell is the point of all these treaties and stuff if you know we're not gonna respect it and i mean i, I guess in it like they they ended up not flying into the the i think it was the libyan airspace yeah the, um, the airspace that they're not supposed to be into yeah yeah which i couldn't help but think of back to the future when the van with you know drives over the horizon and yes 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 uh and then you have like the mustache twirling batch rocker he's like we're going to get you across the border <laughs> <laughs> i was definitely getting some like waluigi vibes <laughs> also like bro do you just have one jacket you, you've been wearing one jacket for 10 years you just uh, open his closet it's nothing but purple i i do <laughs> hey i hey listen slay baby yes purple is <laughs> a great color <laughs> you know um i had to say though this is this is another point like again I, this wasn't just addressing the episode this is just me thinking about this and thinking about kind of like the series in the future is like okay if everything did disappear and half the things went out like what what about the raft you know, I mean, the, you know what I mean? Like, what if half the employees disappeared? You know what I mean? I think that, like, there's t- so many kind of, like, uh, 
story opportunities that like where you know these villains can escape and they're back into the world now and i think the blip is a perfect answer of like i think a lot of chaos happened during the blip and a lot of these villains who may have been captured or taken up like Batrock. i mean we know that emil blonsky is coming back for the she-hulk show like what if he escaped you know what i mean like there, there's i think there's just so many cool opportunities now of like that they're leaning into the blip of like where kind of these chess pieces can be yeah it was kind of a hitting the reset button in terms of they don't have to explain everything but you know we'll we'll see uh baron zemo coming up soon and i think it will tie into that you know if he if he was in prison then you know he he probably escaped during the the five-year gap like maybe a security guard blipped away and he's like oh well now i can escape this jail cell and, mm-hmm, 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 and, mm-hmm. uh yeah and i mean i think it could also be a setup for the thunderbolts which there hasn't as far as i know there hasn't been any official talk about it within marvel studios but i feel like it's just something they'll have to set up and i think this could be you know the start of the perfect time like now we don't have captain america iron man the during the blip like there was so much chaos i'm not sure what happened to general ross during the blip but you know maybe he was already starting to assemble the thunderbolts during that time Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. well the big rumor is i mean Black Widow spoilers here. I mean, the big rumor is is that you know that somehow that she that she is involved with him, that uh, Yelena is involved with him. So if Yelena is involved with him, you know, and then you know, again, the big rumor is that he's going to lead up to she or to uh, Red Hulk. You know, which is which obviously tracks in the comics. William Hurt's a great actor. It would be great if he would do that. They could do the motion, you know, the motion capture just like with Mark and uh, and uh, and Josh. You know, so I, I do think that they are leading up into that. And I also think, you know, we'll get into this when we talk about it in a little bit on the later episode about Zemo and kind of <clears throat> just the flag smashers and what, what, what may be happening and then what may be going forward with this show. Uh, although we're not going to make a bunch of, of predictions because <laughs> <laughs> even if they're given the, the damn clues, it's obviously, you know, not the So Bucky, I mean, we, we let's just I think let's just do you want to focus a little bit on let's focus because they're both they're both kind of split up in this episode. So I think it's easy to go. Look, let's talk about Bucky and what he's doing and where he is, where Sam is, what's going on with him and then kind of where we think it's going to be going. So obviously we catch up with Bucky in the very beginning. First off, anytime we go back to like Winter Soldier Bucky, I'm like, ooh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. Oh, sexy. Murder me, please. <laughs> Uh, that's I just love that costume. I just oh I love, love love it so much. No, but you know anytime we go back to like scary Bucky, um, it's it's like I mean I always feel like when it's scary Bucky, I like I don't breathe. Like I don't breathe when he's in the in the scenes because you just he's so dangerous and he's ruthless and you just I mean he you just don't know what's gonna happen. So we obviously pick up on the fact that he is dealing with the the he's now remembered the people that he's killed. Um, we see that he kills the civilian um, that just happens to be in the room where he is going for his actual target. Um, you know, it, it's hard. This, this is, a, I think we have to be really delicate here in this, in this show, Curtis, because this show is going to touch on a lot of things that are really, um, 
kind of pr- prevalent in our society today. So I think that we as two doofus ass white guys, you know, cis present, I mean, I, I'm gay, but I'm still present, cis presenting, you know, we have to be very delicate with this kind of stuff. So, you know, Bucky's whole thing about, he, he really is this, he's leading this kind of atonement. We see, you know, he actually has an, a, an agreement with the government. So I think that could be another thing that could, like you're right, could lead us into Thunderbolts. But um, what do you think about what they're doing with Bucky now? I'm really interested because, I mean, how can he not just be, uh, you know, he, he's got his sort of consciousness back, like he's fully aware, but how could he not just be totally messed up? Like, you know, we've seen he's having these nightmares of all the people he's he's killed over the years. Um, he's, oh, God, we see him on the, the date with a girl and she's just asking all these questions like, you know, you have parents like your sister blah 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 and like he doesn't have anyone he he just lost his best friend um i mean he's just got to be in the the like most down place you can be um and you know this kind of goes back to the tv show format like there's no it's called falcon and winter soldier but they have no interactions during this entire episode which which i love we do find Mm -hmm. out through the therapist that Bucky's ignoring Sam's calls Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. is like trying to reach out to him don't quite understand what for yet like maybe he's just checking on him um but yeah he's definitely ignoring Sam and he's just in this place of he's not fighting wars he can't he's a the per the ultimate killing machine and yet he's forbidden from killing anyone not that he Mm -hmm. wants to but Mm -hmm. i mean he's just very much dealing with questions of of what do i do um we see who am i yeah we see him we see him trying to atone for the past making amends not just i love that he's not just going down and busting all these these bad guys that he helped out you know where we see him uh taking down the senator that he helped give power you know he we find out he has like three rules that he has to abide by number one is nothing illegal number two is nobody gets hurt and number three is he has to say the i'm bucky barnes like i'm no longer the winter soldier i'm making amends um and so he's doing it in his own way he's still taking them down but not hurting anyone but we also see him uh you know building a relationship with the father of the 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 man that he murdered you know in that one scene just because he was a witness which was mm-hmm. oh god so terrifying because we only were introduced to that character for two seconds but we just get this feeling he's you know a, a good guy like kind-hearted just wrong place wrong time and oh god when when, Bucky, when like, you put it together when you put it together why bucky is with this older asian man that uh, yeah, I mean, your reaction is crushing. It is. You it really, you really, in that second, you see all the things you just described. How Bucky has this loneliness with him, and on top of that, different than Steve, he has this crushing guilt of all the lives that he's destroyed. Mm-hmm. And, and even though it wasn't his fault, he still did it. Do you know what I mean? And he that, that harkens back to everything he said in Civil War. Like he literally says that he's like, "But I still did it," you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, I love that they're also leaning into that and they're allowing that trauma for Bucky to be who he is. You know, they're, they're la- allowing these characters true growth and they're not just like, 
they still have a little, you know, Bucky, he has some playfulness to him still. He does have some life to him. And his, that time in Wakanda, which he specifically mentions how peaceful and how he, there was such a, a beat to that moment about how important that was to him to be that, to have that time. Like he does, you can see that even though he may still be that way, he still has that goodness within him. Uh, I mean, I'm just a sucker for a person who's, you know, it's like, I mean, what are, who are my favorite characters? You know, Curtis, Tommy, the green Ranger, Bucky, all these people who are like forced to do bad, but their heart of gold shines through and they ultimately atone for their sins. Like I'm a sucker. Boom. My favorite character. I love him already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they're definitely going to be dealing with trauma. Uh, again, I would say trauma was sort of the, a big theme that we saw in WandaVision with Wanda dealing with her, her trauma and like loss and grief. And now we get like a, a completely different personality, completely different kind of trauma and seeing, you know, these superheroes, they're not these just like amazing people. They're, you know, with amazing abilities, like they, they, they're human. Like they have these emotions, they're feeling guilt and just, they're they're tortured so it's really interesting to see to see them dealing with that bucky says i i went from fight to fight for 90 years i mean could i just have 10 fucking minutes of peace like just chill out you know what i mean like they really do focus on of course the whole the whole scene uh which has which has had some kind of controversial discourse uh, that i've been reading online with with sam and the uh and the, and his sister with the with the loan and all that kind of stuff you really <clears throat> i i just appreciate that they're you know it isn't just run here we gotta stop this and go here and do this like there you get the quiet moments with these people which for for sam especially for me, you know, I do think that Bucky has gotten some good moments out for, for throughout his entire arc of the show, but Sam has been a little bit more, and Ashton had this same kind of reaction to Sam, this kind of like, I, I love Anthony Mackie, how can you not love Anthony Mackie? He's great, he's charming, he's all this kind of stuff, but he's just kind of this blank canvas, he's just kind of this like, always good best friend, always doing the right thing kind of stuff, which isn't an unfair criticism. And I I said though in this episode that, you know, it, it you're they, they're just setting it up so much of how why of how and why sam is the right person to follow him up and it really is because he is the you know sam in the beginning says the whole thing about it's a new time we have new here we need new people to lead for the new times which obviously has definitely definitely a racial component to it as well and in the marvel universe it is about moving forward from people and not just like you know tony and steve and them aren't here anymore so New people have to step up and be those those leaders in the same way. So, <clears throat> but it, so for me, like Sam's corniness and his like, you know, just the fact that he is like, that's the same thing as Steve. It is the exact same thing as Steve. You know what I mean? That kind of like just goodness. Um, it is a little refreshing when you, I mean, that's why Bucky serves as kind of the same function as Sam when he does as Steve. It's like, it's just the flipped coin. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I may have had those same intentions, but my life's been completely fucked. You know what I mean? So that's why I am feeling this way. Everybody can't have this goody two shoes kind of lens. I'm I'm just so excited to see where they go with it. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You mentioned this a few minutes ago. Like we, it should definitely be noted that we are are two white guys. Um, so I, you know, I I want to be aware of that as we you know talk about some of the racial issues that this show will deal with, um, which uh, I'm, I'm excited for. Like, I, I think it'll be really heartbreaking 
to see, but I really think that just from seeing this first episode, we're going to get a lot of those. When Sam's watching, um, you know, the announcement of the new Captain America at the end, like, um, I, I, I felt that not necessarily like I felt it for him. And like it, uh, it's hard, it's hard to say, like, yeah, it's a hard thing to yeah. You you the, the look his sister gave is is like again. It's like the through line. It's like the audience is into like the feeling again. It's like it's watching somebody get the promotion that you know that they shouldn't have got when the the right guy is right over here. And then on top of it, knowing the reason why. I mean, I, I mean, there just is no way to kind of skirt around it. You know what I mean? And that just is the reason. And it's just it is very 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 crushing at the end too, especially in the beginning where you know in the when Sam talks about kind of like why he, you know, he gives this shield up in the first place and his reasoning for doing it, you know, I think a part of it, maybe, I, I don't know if you feel like this is way too, but like, again, a part of it was, I think his own insecurity, which he talked about with Rhodey, but then on top of it, him with the government thinking it's going to be like a Smithsonian, like peace, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to recast Captain America. They don't have those plans at all. Like, I feel like Sam was doubly duped. He was duped Absolutely. because they didn't they didn't choose him. And on top of it, like they led him along, like, we're not gonna pick a new Captain America. So it's like you already like <laughs> and I think they're doing this purposely in the show too, where it's like, fuck this new guy. <laughs> fuck this new like cheap MAGA ripoff Steve Rogers. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're already setting you up to like just hate him as well. And frankly, like, you know. I, I, I guess the American government too, it, it can be, you know, it, it is seen as not just this kind of, you know, perfect thing that it tries to put, it, it tries to put itself as. Well, it's all going to be propaganda. I think like we kind of saw that in Captain America, the first Avenger, like the original, Oh, we have this super soldier. Great. He's going to sell so many bonds. Like we can, you know, put him up in a, a costume and, you know, get everyone excited about the war and, you know, World War II was a different time, but, you know, I think they're definitely going to use the Captain America mantle as just a, a propaganda technique. Absolutely. Like, especially and how scary, how scary in this time that that is the, but how true. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've even seen the trailers, you know, the, the big like football field, like a uh, halftime show, you know, dancers and stuff like it's just so much profit, like. This, American is apple pie. Yeah, like the Steve Rogers that we eventually came to know, like he would never do that. He did it in the beginning, but, you know, he eventually like ditched it because he knew he was ready for something more. And I'm curious what they'll, they'll do with uh, Wyatt Russell's U.S. agent, you know, if he's conflicted in any way or if he has no problem being this, uh, you know, just kind of fake propaganda tool for the the u.s government to use because you're right that you know sam he's definitely dealing with insecurities in terms of uh i i think roadie asks him like why didn't you take up the mantle like everything was in place for sam to just be like okay i'm the new captain america but of course sam being the good guy he is you know he says it doesn't feel right but then we also do get those moments that we feel maybe he was a little like coerced into giving it up like that the the shield presentation or whatever the guy's like, Oh, you did the right thing. Like, you know, handing it in. And now of course we know that's utter bullshit uh, because they didn't even consult Sam 
little like not even the fact that they didn't consider him but they just didn't even consult him or like make him aware like he finds out on the tv like everywhere else so it's just they like they, they he found out in like the shittiest way ever too you know what i mean like it was this big national news conference shit you know what i mean it was this like it, it, you know it, one of the things that's hard for me and i guess I, I had to think about this for a second is like when the guy doesn't recognize sam at the at the you know when he's getting the loan and it's like he's a freaking he saved the universe like you wouldn't you think that these people would have like i mean i don't know like i'm not saying like the museum of the avengers but at the same time like you would know who the damn avengers were you would know that like sam wilson was captain america's buddy you know what i'm that saying he's like, from your the town you live in in louisiana <laughs> right um, right right that he that he he even when he comes back even if he was gone when they come back you still know who i mean i maybe that's me making a little bit too many like presumptions but like <clears throat> i guess I'm not making a comment on the scene about that. I guess what I'm saying there is that if Mark Cuban walked into your house right now, like you would know who that is. And he's just, he's just known for being a billionaire. If Sam Wilson saved the universe, you're going to recognize him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's one of those things where it's like, how does the, how would the public also not be like, well, what the fuck? Why didn't, where, where's Sam Wilson at? How did he, why didn't they get to him? Like, what the hell's that situation? So we, we, we still have time. Like the, the, you know, the, this is the first episode, so they got to put all the pieces kind of in, in, in place. So I hope that they go into all of these questions and I hope that they answer all of these things, but it is something where you go like, you know, they couldn't even fucking tell Sam that they were thinking about this. But I also think that'll come back to, um, to, you know, you asked the question about, you know, John Walker and stuff is like, you know, what about his powers? Is he going to have powers? Which we also see in this episode, the flag smasher that's that there's like a super soldier kind of serums that still exists. I have my theory on that. We can come back to that in just a second. Uh, Cause I actually think that for myself, that ties in for our first, what now we can make a little prediction about kind of what's going to happen in the series and where it's going to go. Um, I do want to chat but, about yeah. the banker scene real quick because um, I felt like they were showing that as a parallel between what was going on with, uh, you know, like the announcement of the new Captain America, sort of like a micro macro level where we see the banker, you know, he he takes a photo with Sam without even asking, um, you know, he's asking all these like financial questions like implying you know like why would i loan you money like you don't have any money and then he asks him like can i get a selfie with like the wings and it's just total this idea of like all right i'm gonna like put you down and completely disregard you but hey could you still do me a favor yeah which is like the exact same thing that was happening with the shield you know like hey we don't want you as captain america but wow what a brave hero you are for like handing the shield in those are the right no and, and saving our ass all the time yeah you know, all this time. yeah mm-hmm. like thanks for risking your life to you know save this military general from libyan airspace or you know blah 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 uh yeah we don't think he'd make a good captain america we're gonna go with this corporate fucking mayonnaise guy to uh not to quote the boys but yeah like god that, that wink at the end you know they're totally setting him up to to hate them absolutely you know and i think uh, i think this is a good kind of transition we've talked about we talked we pretty much covered everything that happens in the episode you know now so i think we can 
I think we can move forward into. Uh, I'm ready to talk about my what now because I've I've got a couple threads that I think connect here that I think they're going to touch touch base upon. Yeah, let's do it because uh, I think we can. Yeah, we can chat about that for a while because I've I've got all kinds of ideas and theories. So we've seen episode one. I think we have five episodes left, if I'm correct. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, given everything we've seen now, uh, what now? Okay, go with me here. So we see the flag smashers here, and and that they're uh, for the function at least for now. Uh, for the MCU, they are this kind of, uh, I guess, terrorist group you would call um, that are trying to destroy all countries. Really, they don't want any sort of border. So it's not like they're specifically against you know China or the United States or Russia. That they don't want any of these things. We see that a person there has some sort of super soldierness to them. I think that this show is going to go with me here for a second, Curtis. So I think this show is going to focus on obviously what it is, who, like what the, the whole, like what it means to be Captain America, who is the right one who deserves it. But I also going to, it's also that battling against like, Again, the government and our own country's history of racism as well, too. So I believe that in the time of the blip, that somehow a version of the super soldier forum, excuse me, serum, um, was stolen, was that, that, that people have gotten their hands upon it. Um, I think it's going to be the same one that I think we are going to see a, a kind of exhibition of John and what he can do. And then I think it's going to come from that same super soldier serum. That's going to be the one that is the flag smashes are using. Um, and it's going to be all that kind of stuff. I think we're also going to learn. Ashton asked me a question in this. He said, he said, cause he's actually never seen the first Avenger. So he was like, why, why you tell me that even after Steve went into the ice of the governments of the world would not like, why did nobody like try to create, recreate the formula? And I explained to him that the original science obviously dies or skin in that scene, you know, and in my favorite scene, when he points at Steve's heart right before, you know, he, Steve runs off to capture the Richard Armitage Hydra agent. Um, I was like, you know, no, but no one has ever been able to recreate the formula that created Steve. But that doesn't mean that they didn't try to recreate the formula and they weren't successful in other means. So we know that Isaiah Bradley has been cast in this show. I think that what's going to happen is and that this connects to Zemo and what he is going to be doing is that he's going to expose the U.S. government for using this serum or whatever that also the Flag Smashers are using and that creates these heroes that creates the new Captain America that all this kind of stuff. I also going to think that he's going to because Sam mentions in this episode specifically that no one has picked up the shield since Steve in this entire time and we were all the better for it. He mentions that and one of the reasons why he didn't take it up. I think that's going to be revealed as a lie and i think that what's going to be revealed that that isaiah bradley was the person who survived the experiments from the united states government and he was secretly and he was purposely hidden by the government from being captain america i think he probably read into t'chaka i think he probably had some you know that can go into that that maybe he knew a a young hank pym uh, in that kind of situation, but I do believe they're going to lean into that uh, that famous story with him that he was. I also think they're going to the, the serum that is used. The reason why it is different is that it deteriorates over time, and I think that we're going to see Elijah and what it's done to him. And I think that's what's going to be what, another thing that Zima exposes. Um, and then on top, so leaning into that, it's going to be Sam not needing the serum, 
not needing to have powers and that kind of stuff to be what Captain America is and him overcoming that. So long story short, but that is my call for what's going to happen <laughs> over this season. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, speaking of the super soldier serum, we saw like back in the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton that General Ross already had a, a form of it in his hands because Blonsky was, you know, he says something like, oh, I've seen the power and like, I want some of it. And Hurt offers them like, oh, I could probably arrange that. And he, they start with a small dosage, which does allow Blonsky to like somewhat keep up with the Hulk. Um, Hulk ultimately kicks his ass and then he wants more. And then that's when he turns to the abomination. But even within the U.S. government, there is some super soldier serum floating around. And we know Russia has some sort of version of it because Bucky, I mean, even though Bucky had to be, you know, it, it, Bucky was the same thing as Steve, even though Steve was stuck in ice the entire time, Bucky just get, get you know, like demolition man, he kept getting put back on ice. Mm-hmm. So the, Russia had to have developed separately a some sort of version of it, which we also know could connect to um, Black Widow and Red Guardian. We know Alexi has some sort of super soldier serum in him. I actually think it's going to be revealed that Black Widow has some sort of super soldier serum in her as well too that it just makes her like reflexes perfect and everything like I, and you know what i mean like maybe it makes her brain do something but i think that's going to be something else that's going to be revealed too that the that that the russians did too and so you see it in different you see it all over uh, our, our world that it, it already has existed yeah and i mean it's i think as they start to introduce more and more powerful characters the the characters like Black Widow and Hawkeye, like they kind of need to be like elevated in some way to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought they did a good job in Avengers with Hawkeye being like, okay, I'm just going to be perched on top of this building and like shoot arrows from afar. But you know, like they, the, all the characters and heroes and villains are just getting like too powerful to the point like a, an average person isn't going to cut it anymore. And so I, I think yeah, there's all kinds of serums floating around maybe nothing quite like what created steve but some kind of strength enhancing formula uh maybe it's a form of extremis maybe they they're you know extremis is still around and they're they've modified it in some capacity i would you love know, maybe for, it is... for aim to still be around in some way um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's we saw uh in ant-man what was it Darren Cross was like trying to, you know, just basically all these science companies, like military divisions, are all trying to develop the the same thing. So of mm-hmm, course, everyone's mm-hmm. going to have their their own version. Guess who could be another company that may have a version of their own Oscorp? Boom. So, I could see. Oscorp. All right, Curtis. The first episode of this of this new show. Here we go. I'm asking you the question: What now, Captain? Or, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. What now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Episode <laughs> one. Okay, this is gonna be my my long my long wrap up. I'm uh, ready. So we've been introduced to the Flag Smashers, which are being called. You know, they're like a, a terrorist organization. Um, we haven't been introduced to Zemo yet. Uh, we know that America's come up with a new Captain America. So how I think everything ties together, I think Zemo has knowledge of Isaiah Bradley or maybe just like the past experimentation with, you know, the American government 
experimenting on um, black people first prior to Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers. And I think Zemo will use that knowledge to basically like discredit America. Um, I think he still has it out for the Avengers. I think even though superheroes like saved the world, he still feels like they ultimately failed us. Like, okay, we never should have like Thanos never should have won. Um, or I, I, I don't know what his thing is that they'll, they'll touch on this show, but I think he definitely will try to like his thing is like tearing down governments from the inside. And so he'll use I, Isaiah Bradley's knowledge um, that will like further divide race within or not divide race, but it, it'll just like play into the theme of race uh, and discrediting the government, which will, you know, he'll try to like bring down people's faith in this new Captain America, which we already know will fail ultimately. Um Sam and Bucky, they'll be brought together. I'm I'm not sure how they'll they'll come together. I think it'll be something like they're two soldiers and they have to help out one another. It won't be like Bucky returning his call and you know they're gonna like try to be buddy buddy. It'll be like, hey, I like need a soldier right now. I need someone I can trust. Um and I think Zemo will use the flag smashers. I think he's kind of egging them on like maybe even he was the one that leaked like maybe he had access to the serum and he is secretly distributing it to the flag smashers to give them more power um i don't know if they'll do this but i think it'd be interesting that you know even if there is some form of serpent society in this show like maybe they're another kind of terrorist group or group of protesters um you know just another faction that formed during the blip but uh yeah zemo his his ultimate plan will be to tear down everything not for any political reasons you know i I think the flag smashers like i don't agree with their methods and stuff but just the idea of like okay let's tear down borders between countries like i i think that could work i mean we got we saw torres you know he said oh it wasn't as great as they think it was so um Maybe they're a little disillusioned, but I, I hope that they do. That race is uh, a big thing that they that they talk about in this show, and I hope it's not just something they lightly touch on. I know it's a, a Disney show, so there is some um, there might be some pushback on that. But everything that's going on in aware America and you know the world as well, I think. Race will happen. If we can show people getting blown up on the side of a mountain, we can show talks about race. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) What's the side of the mountain? No, I said people getting blown up on the side of the mountain, like in the very beginning. Like people, you know, he's killing people. People getting killed. Oh yeah, Sam straight up murders. We can can see all this shit, then we can talk about race. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they'll mention like Black Lives Matter specifically, but that's how I feel. Like I think this will be. We'll, we'll see like totalitarianism versus anarchy and right. i think sam falls like somewhere in the middle and it's like doing the right thing like okay we can't just like kill each other like the more we divide one another 
you know, we'll, we'll just like fight. So he will be the true Captain America in the end because he finds some way to like unite or he ultimately stands up for what's right. And yeah, so in the end, Sam will be the true Captain America. Um, he'll take down Zemo, Flag Smashers. Uh, I'm really curious to see what they do with the Flag Smasher. I think she had a quick cameo in this episode. I think she was the one that was like distributing the masks. And uh, Torres goes like, "Oh, I see the head guy," but you know, I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. Um, Plus, Joaquin Torres, uh, you know, that's Sam Wilson's Falcon. So maybe they're also, we, we didn't mention that t- today as well. We got to give him a shout out too. It seems like they're uh, uh, Monica-ing him for this this show. So I, I fully expect to hit for him to be uh, um, Falcon or like the introduction, like he's going to be the next Falcon. And I also think Bucky's going to be leading the Thunderbolts as a, a, a modified version of his uh, debt to the government. Yeah. I could see that. I guess. So, do you think by the end, Sam will be like just Captain America? Yes, I think Sam will have earned it by the yeah. like through his. You know, it's it, the the ideological battle between Zemo's tearing down whatever Captain America is, and then Sam overcoming all that with like you know the echoes of like what Steve taught him to be that it isn't Captain America isn't an agent of the United States of America. He isn't an agent of anything that even though his name is Captain America, he stands for something that's different of just like helping people or, you know, probably something corny and that kind of stuff. What if he, (laughs) what if he puts on the suit from, uh, you know, mirror kind of, uh, the winter soldier movie where cat puts on his original forties, Captain America. What if Sam steals that from the museum? And it's, so you get Sam in the classic, uh, forties Captain America suit. Maybe Torres is wearing the the Falcon suit in the end, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and Bucky. I still want him Sam to have the wings though. You know, Sam like as part of it too. Sam has the wings and the shield. You know that he he keeps both of them. So it's like, yeah. And then I want Bucky. It'd be cool if Bucky put his like old that old school mask on that he wears. You know that like fifties mask with like the you know the kind of like looks kind of like a Robin mask. I mean, Bucky is like the Robin. He's like the dark Robin in Captain America. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the old kind of school out, outfit he had too. That'd be cool as well. Oh, so excited. Here we go, man. First episode down. We did it. We're a little bit late, but we did it. We're <laughs> here. We kept to it. <laughs> we got there. We did it. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh we wait, we, we totally forgot about, wait, I have to say, we didn't mention the, mo- the most famous scene, when Mephisto fights Bucky. We forgot about oh talking about Oh my god, that was how... so mind-blowing. <laughs> He's there. He's still there. <laughs> Bucky fighting Mephisto in the nightmare realm. Uh, Over Sam's soul. It was, oh. I can't believe epic, epic. this whole show took place in the Hex. That was <laughs> insane. And that, uh, And then Hayward in the background. Jeez, Hayward Ultron! I just mind blowing. Reed Richards, <laughs> Norman Osborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, man, we did it. We did it in the bag. Trying to think of the most like American corny ass music. So I'm playing the Rocky theme as we finish this first episode. And I'm proud to be an American. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Wow, we just lost 20 listeners of the 21 that we have. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, all right, man. Same time next week. Let's do it. Hopefully a little bit earlier. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Marvel What Now podcast. This is Kurt. For more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton. And for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom. And we will see you when we see you because we owe you nothing.